Hey, welcome to the Monday Morning Show. We're your hosts, Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley, unofficial quality control. Big breaking news for the 49ers. Brock Purdy met with uh, the surgeon who's going to do his elbow surgery, met with him last Friday, and the surgeon decided to perform the surgery this upcoming Friday. So Brock Purdy hasn't had the surgery yet, but the plan is for him to have the surgery this Friday. What do you think of this news? Uh, you know, not too groundbreaking. I mean, it's it's kind of what we we thought. I, I originally it was reported Wednesday. Now it's going to be Friday for whatever reason. Uh, That's March tenth. Yeah, the, yeah, the tenth. So maybe just a scheduling thing. Um, hopefully, I you know some of the key wording in that um, news was they're hoping again. Yeah, hoping, hoping. for the repair. So you know that's going to be big, man. On on the tenth, after they have this surgery, when they go in, that's going to determine how the 49ers approach the quarterback position this offseason. If if it comes back and he's just just a repair back in six months, then that that kind of changes things. Now you're looking for a third string quarterback. If it's if it's uh, hybrid or Tommy John, you got to find somebody that can compete with Trey or at least second string quarterback. I find it interesting that he went to meet the surgeon last week and the surgeon recommended wait another week essentially because i mean like the way this is being framed is oh he's good to go not necessarily i mean the surgeon essentially said yeah let's do this let's wait another seven days because you know it seems like it's not like he's busy like i can't i can't i got a whole schedule filled next week nah i think we probably should wait another seven days to be careful and then you know, I hope you'll be ready on that day. Maybe they're just being conservative, but it does kind of seem like, okay, so March 10th, that's you know, six months out from that. It's about September 10th. That's usually when the NFL season starts. So yeah. maybe John and Kyle were talking to this guy like, all right, man, we can be conservative, but if we could get this done by the 10th, that would be great because I'd really put him in line to at least start week one if we're real desperate. Yeah, I mean, I still don't think he's starting week one. I mean, that's that's the perfect case, like best case scenario. No hitches, no holdbacks, no setbacks. Everything's perfect. He'll be available. Also, one. worst case scenario in the sense that it, it means that Trey Lance was an abismal failure this year too. Uh, it, at minimum, it seems at like least. He, yeah, because here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. From the Niners' perspective, they could be like, you know what, Brock's our guy. Even though there's not enough evidence to say that, they could feel like Brock's our guy. He's coming back. Let's not rush him but if we could get trey lance on the field for like a month straight and get some good performances out of him boom he's got trade value we could trade him before the uh you know before the trade deadline and do right by him and all that kind of stuff that could be the plan i hope although better plan is to just keep both young quarterbacks and see what you got because you don't really know what you got yeah, I mean, I really hope that's not the plan. I hope there's no I want to trade Trey Lance talk. I, what I think they should do is use this opportunity with with Brock Purdy injured to see what they got in Trey Lance. Give them four starts, four consecutive starts. Niners always start slow anyways, right? So what are they worried about? You know, they always start slow. Give give Trey Lance four starts while Brock Purdy's recovering from this injury. See what you got in him before you make any decision. I have a simple request, too, with this Trey Lance experiment. They've already leaked through the press. Was it Albert Breer? I forget who it was. That Trey Lance is not the athlete they thought he would be. Apparently, they thought they were drafting Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But they got Trey Lance, and they've gotten him injured multiple times, trying to be Justin Fields or whoever, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Before the Niners give up on him and relegate him to the bench or trade him, can they just give him a shot playing quarterback in their system? 
Please. Let him see what it looks like because they did it one time and it looked good. He won the game against Houston. Yeah. Every other time he's had to be like the leading rusher on the team. Just a little extended look of him playing quarterback in the system the same way Brock Purdy does. I'd like to see yeah. what that looks like. I think they need I mean, to see what had, that looks like. We've had four starts from Trey Lance. One was with a broken finger, 16 design runs against Arizona. It's not That's not a real tell of how he plays quarterback. Not 16 design runs, but 16 overall 16 runs. runs. A lot, some of those were yeah. scrambles, but a lot of those were design runs up the middle with no lead block. It was nine. nine On first, yeah, they, that sounds right. Nine yeah. sounds right. Just yeah. straight up like, here I go. And that's what the yeah. Tim Tebow stuff looked like. That's what Tim Tebow did in college. It was, yeah. it's like, okay, you just want it like, you want your quarterback to take four or five hits on every play. That's what you want. Yeah. You're inviting it. Okay. Yeah. With a broken okay. finger. So he had All right. 16 runs, Hurt his knee. Nine, nine designs with a broken Hurt his finger. Knee. That was Arizona. Then, Hurt we his had, knee. then we had Chicago in a monsoon, yep. right? Then we had Seattle, a couple of possessions. The only real time he played quarterback was against the Texans. And he was 70% completion percentage, 250 yards, two touchdowns, you know, 31 rushing yards. Like that was what Trey Lance can be. And we've had one game, one game of actually seeing Trey Lance play quarterback. So let's see four in a row, four consecutive games, four game plans for Trey Lance to play the quarterback position. That's what I want to see. Uh, agree. Now there's some dis- there's some disagreement online about when the schedule I- uh, the it- the surgery is, but uh, Matt Barrow says it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Michael Silver says it's now scheduled. He had originally said it was Thursday. They pushed it back to Friday again. I'm telling you, they're pushing it back. They're trying to frame it like good news. He's ready, but the real story here is he's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. It's not Monday because usually you think let's meet up Friday. If all things go, let's do this first thing Monday morning. Right? I usually do things first thing Monday morning. It's a yeah. good time to do things. That's when we do our show. First thing right. Monday morning. Right. If not that, maybe Wednesday. No, let's reconvene on Friday next week. Okay. Yeah. That seems like, you know, not the best news, but not the worst. No. There's some, something going on with that swelling. I don't know why it's been swollen for so long. Uh, you know, I talked to doctors and said it's not very common. It's not completely unusual. But, I mean, what, it's been a month. Right. It hasn't been. It's been a month since he got injured. And it seems to me what's happening. Yes. What's happening is more than a month. It was January. What's happening is they're, they're going to a baseball surgeon, someone who's done this a lot. But what he's saying is like, look, guys, this isn't a baseball injury. Pitchers, this is something they don't hit their arm against a pass rusher. It's wear and tear. <clears throat> this man hit his arm against a 250 man, uh, 250 pound pass rusher who was coming with you know opposing force he wasn't just standing there so this could be when they finally open it up it could be worse and uh that's they don't know though i mean i guess the mri looked promising so there's that but they'll have to see and so far they keep saying like "Eh, not yet not yet and here's the crazy thing grant like there's so best case scenario he comes back six months from today or from friday and he's 100 percent brock purdy that's absolute best case scenario the other scenarios are hybrid, which would be like nine months. Tommy John, which takes him out the whole season. But even if he gets to the six-month surgery and he comes back, there is no guarantee that Brock Purdy is going to be the same quarterback he was. None right. at all. Because so last for- year, he had an entire offseason. Yeah. This year, he would have none. And it's yeah. not like he's necessarily Aaron Rodgers where he can just roll out of bed and play quarterback at a high level. Maybe he can. I don't know. But this is – maybe not. Maybe, maybe yeah. he's, uh, he needs that preparation. We'll see. 
49ers, for me, <clears throat> even based on how great he played, and he played well, really well last year, right? As the season went on, it, it not they started off hot, like really phenomenal. As the season went on, well, just not like phenomenal, not like this is our franchise quarterback. So to me, it's such a small sample size that even if he was 100% healthy right now, I wouldn't be like, okay, this is our franchise quarterback. But the no. fact that he's... The fact that he's injured, they don't know when he's coming back. If the 49ers invest fully into Brock Purdy right now, I think that's a huge mistake. It's way yeah. too soon. Way too soon. I uh, think what they found soon. is that young quarterbacks with a limited physical skill set, maybe guys that other teams would overlook, can flourish on the 49ers for a time. So instead of just clinging to Brock and rushing him back and being desperate, why don't you take a step back and be like, maybe we could do this again. Maybe there are other, maybe Brock Purdy wouldn't have been this good on other teams. Maybe you put Brock Purdy on Arizona, he would have struggled like everyone else in Arizona, but you put him here and it works. Maybe there are four or five quarterbacks who fit that criteria in this draft that you could maybe look at. That's the way I look at it. I, I don't yeah. see why the Niners need to rush Brock back or beg Tom Brady to come out of retirement or sign some freaking has-been. We're going to get into the options when there are so many Brock Purdy-esque quarterbacks Let's not rewrite history and pretend that Brock Purdy was super special, you know, as a as a physical specimen. I mean, there are other people like Brock Purdy out there. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Brock. Stephen Pryor, thank you very much for becoming a member. I appreciate you. And I see you. Jose, Jose Batista says, went for dinner with my girl Applebee's the other day and Fernando came on. It was magical. <laughs> oh, that's when you know you're in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Applebee's, Applebee's. baby. That's eating good in the neighborhood. All right, so today, well, the last few days, there's been reports from various outlets on veteran quarterbacks the mm -hmm. Niners will be looking at because, frankly, they're gonna, they acknowledge they're going to need either a third-string quarterback or a second-string quarterback, and I think some people think they might need someone with starting experience, and we've been, you know, speculating for weeks about who they might get. My favorite option is Marcus Mariota. Because he's mobile and he beat the Niners last year. I'm always interested in quarterbacks that beat the Niners. But no, no, that's not who the Niners are interested in. We're hearing reports of guys that the Niners routinely make look stupid and silly and awful. Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Andy Dalton. They shut him out last year. Matt Ryan. Whew, and uh, Jacoby Brissett. What do you I think? Like so I like Brissett. The thing for me is if... If Brock Purdy has a surgery and we find out it's hybrid or Tommy John's, 49ers got to get a starting caliber player. And I, that's why I like Jacoby Brissett or Marcus Mariota. Those would be my two main targets I would go after if we find out Brock Purdy's not on this six-month timeline. If we find out he's on the six-month timeline, that kind of changes things for me. You don't want to go out and spend a ton of money. Then you can probably just look for a third-string quarterback and maybe get by with one of these guys that kind of make your skin crawl a little about thinking about it but you know you it, hopefully they never even touch the field so then i could see maybe like a matt ryan andy dalton which is still not impressive or something i want um but that really it's all determined on what happens on next friday with with the surgery if they find out brock pretty's on a six-month timeline versus a nine to 12 month timeline that's two different scenarios um if, if they find out he's on a nine to 12 month timeline to me, they got to go get a starting caliber quarterback to compete with Trey Lance or at least back him up. What's funny is like these options here, like Mayfield, especially 
Ryan, Dalton, Brissett, to me, they have their they all have nice arms. They all have really good arms. They can throw it, they can spin it. They're accurate. Yeah. They're so freaking slow. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And I just think that you're kind of out of touch. It's just I don't know if Kyle's out of touch or maybe 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 these reports are out of touch, but we just saw Brock Purdy have success primarily due to his quickness. That is such a game changer in this offense. It's what Jimmy doesn't have. It's right. uh it's a really important quality. And Andy Dalton, wow, that dude is so slow. The reason I think it was crazy is the Niners should know this. They just saw it with Brock Purdy, but also every time they lose a game is to a quarterback who's really quick. They always beat quarterbacks who can't move. And they lost to Marcus Mariota, but they don't have the self-awareness to be like, maybe, maybe we should bring in. If you can't beat him, join him. If if you can't beat him, bring him in. They're like, yeah. nah, we can win with Matt Ryan. No, you freaking can't. Your pass yeah. protection's terrible. It's 2023. Quarterback needs to move his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Dalton, Dalton and Ryan, to me, that's a third string option. That's a that's a Brock Purdy's coming back in six months and retire. Yeah. Retire. 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 Both of you. Go away. Yeah. You've made a lot of money. I really think they should retire. Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Didn't they did Jimmy? Didn't he just he he is. He's, he's Jimmy. He's Jimmy with like no confidence. I don't know why Jimmy has confidence or if he has confidence. Yeah. But didn't they shut out Andy Dalton this year? Shut him out? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, like I watched the game where Andy Dalton, I think he had three interceptions in the fourth quarter. I forget which game it was, but I watched it this year and I was like, this is bad. This is I'd bad. rather have Jameis. Jameis is legitimately yeah. a better quarterback than Andy Dalton, but I don't want Jameis. I don't like these options. To me, these yeah. guys are all old and slow, and all the quarterbacks that were left standing at the end of the playoffs were quarterbacks who were young and quick could move around mm-hmm. because every year i feel like the pocket collapses a l- let me ask you a question how many snaps in a high level football game feature a quarterback dropping back and throwing from the the, the spot that he drops to not having to step forward left right back at all just drop back step throw how, how what percentage of dropbacks does that happen in the nfl today Unless you're Tom Brady, not often. Yeah. Unless you're relentlessly checking down immediately. Mm-hmm. Most of the time you gotta move a little bit, especially if yeah. you want to push the ball down the field. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jimmy couldn't move. Matt Ryan can't move anymore. Tom Brady needs to retire. Like let him go, bring in someone. Again, you just showed how much success you can have with a quarterback fresh out of college. Why wouldn't you lean into this? This is a this is a great feature of your offense. Look what you can do. Yeah, that's gr- I don't know. I think uh, there's something to be said for <clears throat> just going young because you never know. You can find a diamond in a rough with these young guys. These old guys, we Thank already you. know what they are. We already know they're they journeymen are. on the yeah. downside of their career. Like you, you bring in someone like Brock Purdy, all of a sudden, wow, there's a there's an untapped potential here in this 22 year old. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would recommend. So let's go through the options in a second. Corey Soto says, if the Niners trade Lance, I hope wherever he goes, he has nice merch. It'll make the switch easier. Yeah, don't go to anywhere with a, with a bad jersey. Let's talk about the rookie quarterback options. If you're like Ryan and I, uh, Ryan and me, Ryan <laughs> and me, well, you were watching or following the Combine this weekend. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of quarterbacks who performed very well athletically. Doesn't mean they're good quarterbacks. But as we just said, it seems like more and more to be a successful quarterback, you have to be pretty athletic. So which quarterbacks that the Niners could get, you know, at their picks, 99 and, and later, yeah. are intriguing to you? Well, before we do that, is it okay? Can we talk about how amazing C.J. Stroud looked? 
Like yes, you, absolutely. Like yes. I, I know we're not going to get CJ Stroud, but I mean, I was watching that guy, and he, every throw just looks smooth and natural and just easy, and he's just phenomenal. I really believe watching just by watching the combine, CJ Stroud to me is the best quarterback in this draft, and could be like a ten-year quarterback, franchise quarterback, you know. And then you saw Anthony Richardson, freak athlete. Yeah. That guy is he could be really damn good too. Um, I think it depends on the situation, but if you like, I might take Anthony Richardson number one. He might be a total bust, but I'd be willing to take the risk because if you have, if you don't trade up for him, you just have the pick and you got like a six year contract as a head coach and you got job security and you could get it wrong once, man, aim high. Don't take the 5'10 quarterback and say, like, well, he's going to be good. No, why don't you take the guy who might be the, who's the best athlete ever at the quarterback position and be like, you know what? We can run the ball early. We can make it work in a Philadelphia Eagles type of offense, and he can grow as a passer over time. That might be, yeah. you know, an ambitious way to go about it. Yeah, and and you know, as as good as Bryce Young is, and he's he's really good. The kid, that guy's small, man. And uh, I, I I'm passing Bryce Young for C.J. Stroud if I'm if I'm a GM and or maybe Anthony Rich. Really, really small, five ten. So that limits your options. I mean, you're not going to be running him on design runs too much. You're not going to be throwing over the middle too much. He can't really see that. I mean, still though, still though, he's really good. And I think you're seeing more and more is fewer and fewer passes from the pocket. The pocket can be a lot of quick throws, but a lot of times it's like, get the hell out of there, get a clear picture, make a throw. That's what Brock Purdy did all the time. It's what Bryce Young's going to be way better than Brock Purdy playing Brock Purdy style of football. Yeah. So I'm saying he's not going to be bad. He's going to be good, but Anthony Richardson might be great. I just, I don't know. I just like fell for lack of better words, fell in love with CJ Stroud. I mean, he's 6'3", 218. Every single throw that he made looked perfect, smooth. Here's my concern with CJ. Here's my concern with CJ. Here's my concern with CJ. He's got about 700 throws at Ohio State. He's going to go to a terrible team. Um, (laughs) He might struggle at first. And, you know, not to get political, but a lot of – nah, just a lot of times young black quarterbacks, if they struggle right away, they can get written off and shelved. But if he gets drafted really high, he might just get – you know, a couple years, like Justin Fields, the, the other Ohio State quarterback, man, he's on a bad team. And they're already talking about, well, should they trade him or should they get the next guy? It's like, well, he hasn't really been, he has no one on his team. So CJ might have a little bit of a rough start, not to his, to any fault of his, but if they could put a team around him, because that's the thing at Ohio State, you got a great team. There's no pressure. You're not, you never, ha- you, you never have to move in the pocket. You just drop back and throw. So you're not really prepared for that part of the NFL, but I mean, He's, he's legit. Phenomenal he's legit. He, 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 he looks he, – He's Justin Fields is a much better athlete, I think, than C.J. Stroud, but from a passing standpoint, there's not a throw that Stroud. kid can't make. I mean, he was throwing 65, like, on that – on the – on the go to a 65-yard bomb, perfect. The guy didn't even have to s- slow down or anything. 65 yards in the air. And not only that, the short ones were perfect, just smooth, natural. His mechanics look great. I'm all in on C.J. Stroud, man. If I had to bet on which one of these quarterbacks is going to be top-notch, it would be him. But I, I did like uh, Will Levis. or Levi. I like him, too. I actually think all four of the first-round first quarterbacks are worth the gamble because they're athletic. They're good athletes. Like, Will Levis, people crap on him, but, like, man, he was on a terrible team. His yeah. his junior year was actually pretty good. Then he lost some people that had to play under Rich Scangarello. Niner fans, you understand. I mean, you should have th- sympathy for Will Levis. He had to... He had to endure the Rich Gangarello experience. So yeah. what, he could be like Purdy in the sense that he could go to a team 
that actually has talent and all of a sudden he looks competent or better. So I think all four of those guys are worth the risk. Not, I'm not saying all four of them will be good. The Niners won't get a crack at any of them. I think yeah. there actually are other quarterbacks later in the draft who mm-hmm. would look good on the Niners. I, yeah. I don't know about you, but I have like a, yeah. a list of five I've been looking at. Can I talk about one five. that everyone, everyone wants the 49ers to draft who I do not want? Can I tell who? you? Can I bring up that guy? Jake Hayner, man. I'm sorry, but I Oh, yeah, that's not, not for me. Oh my god, he's a poor man's Brock Purdy, like really poor man's Brock Purdy. Like he's his arm talent was so so bad. Like it was, he's gonna get throw so many interceptions in the NFL. And I'm sorry, I know he's a local guy, and I understand that that people probably have sentimental attachment to him because he's a local guy. But I'm not drafting Jake Hayner for nothing. But. Uh, that being said, there are a few guys actually, and I'm also not drafting Aiden O'Connell. I brought him up a couple weeks ago. He's just too immobile. He's just old school type quarterback. This was why didn't why didn't Jake Hayner run? He had a 35 inch vert. He had a seven uh, seven second three cone. Like he looks like he might be a decent look. I, I'm not against Jake Hayner. What I want to know, don't tell me how good you are from the pocket. I, if you're you got to be good from the pocket, but to me, you got to be special as an athlete and getting outside the pocket. And He's a third I. I don't know if he is. I'd like to see. Why didn't you run, dude? I mean, Purdy ran. What are you afraid of? He's a he's a, he's a backup quarterback at best. When it, just based on his arm talent, I was watching him throw, and it was just. Let me say it. something though. What what you could do with Jake is if he's an undrafted free agent, and you put him on the practice squad. That's sometimes a tough sell because those guys don't make a lot of money, and it's expensive to live out here in the Bay Area. But yeah. he's from Danville. He That's went true. to Monta Vista, so you could be like, "Hey, man, you could live with your parents." Yeah. I bet, I bet if the 49ers offered him a UDFA, he would he would probably sign just because he's from out here. Right? It's like, yeah, man, we can't really pay you a lot, but you could literally live in the basement with your mom and dad. And the mom <laughs> is the the anchor for KTVU, so maybe he could just stay at KTVU, get an, yeah. an internship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a side hustle. Yeah, no offense, man. I know it's it, it, it. I feel bad when I'm hard on these young kids, but he's just his arm strength looked like. I feel like I have more arm talent, basically, is what I'm saying. The Niners should sign me because I feel like I have more arm talent than Jake Hayner. But you probably want to He just talk looks about really him. small on the field. He looks frail. Yeah. yeah. But just, again, so does so does Bryce Young. It's hard to hold these guys. I'd be interested, but I wouldn't I don't think I'd draft him. I mean I feel like there's other guys I like better than Jake Hayner. Yeah. Yes, there is. Should we talk about those guys? Yeah. Who's your who's Sorry, your Jake. Sorry, Jake. I, to be to be fair to Jake, if you're watching, I was really dismissive of Brock Purdy too. So hey, yeah. be, prove me wrong. Prove me yeah. wrong, Jake. Yeah. Let me hear, let me hear your takes. I got a few of them too. So you tell me who who your favorite one was. Well, me. I'm a UC, I, I'm not a UCLA fan, but I follow them. I went to UCLA and I've been watching Dorian Thompson Robinson for a really long time. And mm-hmm. he had an under. He wasn't great at UCLA, but this last year, all of a sudden, he completed 69% of his throws which is nice. He also had 27 touchdown passes and like 12 touchdown runs. He's a really good athlete. And as we've seen with certain quarterbacks, um, you can improve your accuracy. He's been working with Jordan Palmer, who to me is the number one quarterback uh, tutor. And he's seeing results. He's a hell of an athlete. He's a cannon. He ran a, he has the, he has the the best 10 yard split ever recorded at the combine for quarterback at one, five, one. Yeah. Uh, Malik Cunningham did it too. So he's got a lot. Of, he's experienced like Brock Purdy. He started for five years. He threw like th- 1,300 passes. Excellent athlete. He's not that small. He's 6'2". Yeah. Uh, Cannon. Um, 
I mean, we'll see what he does in the cognitive test, but he went to UCLA, so I'm guessing he's pretty smart. That's yeah. guy I like right there. And I don't know if he fits the Niners, but like, if you like Mariota, well, he's in the same freaking system. You yeah. know, it's the same thing, kind of kind of similar to Mariota. He had the fastest mile per hour on his pass, 62 miles per hour on his pass. He's a really good athlete. So he has all the athletic stuff there. He's got the yes. arm talent. He's got when the experience. Watching, he's got experience. I like him. Improving like him accuracy. Improving accuracy. That's, that's the only thing I would say when I was watching him throw. He was a little inconsistent. He was a little sure. inconsistent. Absolutely. Um, but the 49ers did meet with him. Um, so so, that's the, so do the Eagles. And again, he's a guy who could get late. I, I, where, where is he getting projected to go? Uh, he did have a good combine. Maybe his stock is up. I don't know. He's basically ranked last right now in the in out of all the quarterbacks, I believe. Which you might I be able to get him as, an, as a UDFA. Yeah, I don't understand it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense to me why he would be last. Uh, What's funny what is I people do. say stuff like, well, he's really raw as a passer. He threw 1,300 passes in college. No, 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 no. Anthony Richardson is raw as a passer. This guy's actually pretty polished he can make all the short throws i mean ball placement is an issue it might always be an issue but it he completed 70 percent of his passes last year kind of like jalen hurts who was struggling with accuracy but did have that last year at oklahoma where he completed 70 percent of his throws and that was sort of you know prescient yeah. for what was in store for his future if the 49ers got dtr i would be happy i'll tell you that much there's I other guys though there's other guys though i mean, they, I mean there's also uh, the two. What's so interesting is, look at college football. NFLs. It's a very high scoring game. Those uh, national championships are like fifty to forty eight. The NFL sort of becoming like that. The two quarterbacks in the national championship were Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett, who was like Brock Purdy one and Brock Purdy two. You know what I mean? It's pretty funny. So, yeah. I, I mean, like I think if you put Max either one of those guys on the Niners, I feel like it would look a lot like it looked with Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I like Stetson Bennett. Um, I liked a guy. They can that run much about. I like that Tyson Bagent, Bagent, whatever. Oh, he went to Shepherd or whatever. I like that guy, man. Based on just based on the combine, he looked he looked good to me, man. He, I mean, he threw a lot. I think he threw two thousand passes in college. Now he's I Division Two. Maybe the Niners are scared off of Division Two quarterbacks, but he threw two thousand passes in college. I think he threw like fifty touchdown passes a season. He's got reps. He's got the the tools. Uh, he's an interest. He's a, yeah. He's interesting. He's definitely this all kind of guys. Yeah. And the, and yeah. And who else? Uh, there was a. Uh, I don't know. Clayton Toon from Houston. Clayton Toon wasn't bad. The one guy that I really didn't like too much was Max Duggan. Max Duggan. Max Duggan. He didn't really jump out to me very very much. He's Um, fast though. He's hella fast. He's even a four five two. Yeah, I'm talking about his arm talent. Yeah, I don't know about that. There, Jaron Hall. I didn't really see much. You know who I did like too was Tanner McGee. I like Tanner McGee. Man, six six. He's got a. He's got an arm. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'd like to see him run. Did he run? Because to me, I saw him in person, and I thought, man, this dude is slow. And I'm, I hate I, – I, I'm, like, biased against slow quarterbacks. Get the hell yeah. out of here with your slow ass, yeah. heavy feet. Yeah. Take them somewhere else. Stop, your, stop those galoshes somewhere else. Get out of you know, here. You know what's crazy that I didn't realize is that Patrick Mahomes only ran a 4-8-40. That's true, but I don't think well, – I don't care about the 40. I care about the 10. Yeah. I just care about those first three steps. Can you get the hell away from a pass rusher? If not, you're not going to make it. Otherwise, you better be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. You really yeah. need to be like beating defenses before the snap, knowing where the ball is going to go. How many quarterbacks can do that? The Hall yeah. of Fame quarterbacks can do that. So I'm open-minded. I, you know, I think out of the ones we talked about, I don't think they're going to be able to get Bryce Young, Stroud, Levis, obviously Richardson, no. They're not going to get Hendon Hooker. 
They probably won't even be able to get Tanner McGee. Wait, hold on. We forgot we should talk about Hendon Hooker. I really like Hendon Hooker. I really like Hendon Hooker. He tore his ACL. I mean, he's, he's interesting. It's like he's old. But it's like, do you want a quarterback to come into the NFL young or experienced? Yeah. And I, it used to be young, but now I think it's like, you know what, dude? Go back to school. Who cares how old you are when you come out? Because what's important is that you can play for your entire rookie contract. Like, we, we, we can't be developing you on the bench for two years. I mean, ideally, you don't want to. So I would, I would be interested in Hendon Hooker. That guy was efficient his entire time in college. Yeah, he played with ballers at Tennessee, but so did C.J. Stroud. So did freaking Bryce Young. You can't hold that against him. I would be interested in Hendon Hooker, I, but I don't I know if he'll be there at 99. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd be interested in him, but I just don't know if he's going to be around. And if he is, it's going to be with the 49ers' first pick. Do we really want to spend a first pick on a quarterback that's probably? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be against it because it's the most important position. The way I would look at it is, I would. I would draft a quarterback, and I would also sign one as an undrafted free agent. Bring it too. Bring yeah. it. Why not? It's a quarterback no position. Veteran. You can't tell me that you know for sure. Forget the veterans, because the veteran is going to be some loser. <laughs> that you're going to give so it's going to be some guy it's like hey man we can't even offer you any guaranteed money you might be inactive like mm -hmm. okay who are you bringing in forget the bring in someone with some potential draft a guy sign an undrafted free agent and be like maybe one of the four of the guys in this room will be a franchise quarterback one day or not but yeah. we're just going to keep bringing in guys until we find someone i think that's a perfectly fine way to do it yeah yeah Why I, not? I can see it man hey i can see it it is the most important position they got to nail it if you get four rookies basically brock pretty trey lance uh, a higher draft pick and a UDFA that's four rookies. One of them might work out. You never know. You know, one of them might be the franchise quarterback, but one of these old vets is not going to be problem. No. And I, I'm, I'm looking at trends in the, I like the NFL draft and trends. It used to be, you can't draft a quarterback from the big 12. You know, it's not real football. They play. There's no defense over there. I mean, it's just, it's just pass, pass, pass. You got to get a quarterback from the big 10 or the yeah. sec, someone who hands off and plays NFL football. Well, that used to be what it was, but then they, the NFL changed its rules. And now, if you want to win, you probably want to be able to pass a lot. And the, what I noticed was the quarterbacks in the final four this year were Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and uh, who was the other one? Was it LSU with Joe Burrow? So it was three Big 12s mm -hmm. and an SEC. What they, it's All of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, we want quarterbacks who throw a lot in college. Oh yeah. yeah, throwing a lot in college prepares you for throwing a lot in the NFL, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Makes like sense. it's kind of interesting. Makes yeah. sense, right? So, right. something to think about when you look at these quarterbacks: guys who threw a lot. That's part of the deal with Brock Purdy. He threw yeah. a lot in college. If you yeah. if you didn't throw a lot in college, you better be part of the run game the first two years of your career, like Jalen Hurts was. Yeah, and he threw yeah. a lot in college and played in big games. It's funny how when you look back at this Trey Lance pick, and you know I. I believe in Trey Lance's potential, but it's kind of funny, man. No experience, very raw as a passer. Uh, it's kind of crazy. And then the Trey plan was to keep him on the bench. Oh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's really he needed weird, reps. The way they ran yeah. him, the way they used him, it's just I don't know, man. If Trey Lance doesn't work out, I hope he does. But if he doesn't work out, that's that is a big eyesore on the resume of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Also, look what happens to Anthony Richardson. It's going to be an interesting parallel. He's going to go somewhere and probably going to get developed completely different. But the the uh, the comparisons between him and Trey Lance are obvious. This is another guy, Richardson, who started one year through about three hundred passes. Is totally green, a better athlete than Trey Lance. But let's say he goes to Indianapolis 
whose head coach is Shane Steichen, who I said the Niners should hire this offseason. Um, so they got him. And they're going to probably, if they get Richardson and develop him the way the Eagles developed Jalen Hurts, be interesting. I mean, they have him on the field probably pretty quick. Uh, I don't know. Be interesting to see. Can it be done? Because that makes me, that, if they do, then it makes me feel like, man, the Niners ruined Trey Lance and there was potential there. Or there's still potential there. One thing I want to see from Rich between Richardson and Trey Lance, Richardson, much better athlete. Trey Lance, I like how he goes through his progressions and how he looks to pass. I'm curious to see how Anthony Richardson plays out in that regard. Also, it's it, you know, as we learned through Marco's video last week, that 80 plus elite score, there's never been an elite Hall of Fame quarterback that didn't score 80. So I want I'm curious to see which one of these all these quarterbacks that we've been talking about is in that elite range from a mental aptitude. Yeah. I wonder if Trey Lance could do it over again if he would just go back to school. Because, man, I mean, I'm sure it's like when you're 21 or 20 and they're like, man, you're going to be a top three pick. It's tough to say no to that. But knowing what happened to him on the 49ers and how they really weren't committed to the process probably would have been better to just go back. Because in retrospect – he would have been the top quarterback off the board last year. He would have got picked before Kenny Pickett. He might have yeah. been the first pick in the draft. I mean, anyway. it's it's hard. How much money is he getting paid? You know, so it's true. At the, at the end of the day, it changes his life's his whole family's trajectory. No, it's true. But I feel like we're there. seeing more like quarterbacks go back to school and old, older quarterbacks come out. I think that there might be a new trend. From a Thanks career to, standpoint, probably yeah. better if he stayed in college. From a financial yeah. standpoint, you it's hard to pass up millions of dollars it's true. that opportunity and it makes me wonder too like with anthony richardson man why are you leaving now but i think the answer is look at the quarterbacks who are coming out next year caleb williams is going to be the number one pick next year anthony richardson wouldn't be so i mean he can make he's making an argument right now that he should be the, the top pick over bryce young he's like man stand me next to bryce and tell me you're going to draft bryce just put us next to each other in the same room and draft bryce yeah. i dare you That's smart <laughs> who, that's who really smart stroud could do the same thing who do you think uh, D'Amico is going to get? He's going to get the a second pick. Right? The second pick. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like it Lock- might be Richardson. I feel like I don't think so. No, who do you think he's going to get? He'd be smart to get Stroud, in my opinion. That's that's I the guy. Think for so. me, but, I don't. Let me let me. I'm trying to think this through. All right. So forget D'Amico, Slowick. Hmm. That's the offensive coordinator. Is Bobby Slowick an offensive genius who's going over there like Mike McDaniel and thinking, you know, I'm going to build an offense around my unique talents here? Or is he a guy who's never called plays before? I guess McDaniel was like, who's going to say, you know what, I'm bringing the Niners offense with me. I think he's doing that. I think he's bringing a scheme. And he's going to be like, Stroud, Ohio State, spread offense, not under sender. I can't coach that guy. Uh, Anthony Richardson? (laughs) Uh, prediction. It's either going to be if it's if Bryce Young's available, it'll be Bryce Young, because at Alabama you're under center. It's a little bit of a pro. So it was Bill O'Brien. If not, it'll be Will Levis, or he'll D'Amico will be like Kyle and pass on the quarterback position altogether and take one next year. And they got the 14th also, right? So they could draft a defensive player and then see who's around at 14. Maybe grab one there. I think they, they can do that. I but I, I have a feeling Will Levis is going to go. I think Will Levis could go to the Raiders. I, mean, I think I think 
coaches that are sort of stuck in the past, like Kyle, the more conservative old school NFL coaches that want offense to look like it did 20 years ago and not like it does in college football are going to yeah. love Will Levis. Yeah. Because he was under center in college. You know what I mean? They're not, they're, they're always going to be a little hesitant of the Ohio State spread quarterbacks. But to yeah, me, like all the, who? Levis? Levis, yeah. He, he could be good. Yeah. He could be good. He's a decent, but, he's a good athlete too. He's not just a, uh, you know, he's also a good athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He is a good athlete. I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks who have failed the last six, seven years in the first round, they're usually the guys who haven't been that athletic. Baker was not that athletic. Darnold, not that quick. Uh, Rosen, Haskins. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I think you really need some juice, some athleticism, at the, and, you, and you need to be a good pocket passer. Too. You need, that's why it's so hard to find good ones. You can't. I mean, it's 2023. You can find an athlete who is also a good quarterback. So why wouldn't you? And it seems like college football more than 20 years ago. Because when we were kids, college football, they ran the ball. Yeah. They weren't passing very much in college. Like now it's like there's a lot of guys who come into the league like Brock Purdy who just happen to have 1,300 passes under their belt. And they're like quick and, and smart and all. It's like, wow, actually – if given an opportunity, some of these guys can flourish. A lot. Of, you wonder how many Brock Purdy's out, out there never got an opportunity yeah. on a good team. I mean, I feel like I, people are going to be mad at me that I say this, but I feel I still feel like Trey Lance has a really high ceiling. But there's at least three or four quarterbacks in this draft that I feel like are better than Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. <laughs> I, I really do like these top four quarterbacks it's in terms of running. both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think it's interesting. Like, just look at what. Look at what college is producing at the quarterback position right now. Last year was a down year, but this year doesn't seem like it is. Next year seems like it's going to be even better. There's no reason to be going out and signing Andy Dalton. Don't yeah. just say no. Andy, go become an announcer. <laughs> yeah. 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 You I'm should be an you. announcer slash golfer. Mm. Yeah, maybe yeah. draft. Yeah, you're right. I think they could probably get one of these, you know, they could probably get a guy like, I don't know. Who would they draft in the middle? I don't want them using their first pick on a quarterback. Well, the thing the way I look at it is they have three comp picks in round three. Yeah. That's like found money. Yeah. Those aren't your picks. I mean, one of them. I mean, it seems like you could just, you could, there's no harm in spending one. I mean, because anyone you pick at 99 and below, you can't just say, well, that's a definite starter. Like, it's not like you're passing on a plug and play starter by taking that guy. So if you're taking guys who are, immediate backups anyway at least take one i mean take the most important position if you feel like you really like them don't take cj bethard at pick 102 like you or 104 like you did six years ago don't do that but if you the guy you think is dropping that you had higher on your board that's not a reach i'm all for it you know it's a that's the freaking quarterback position but i don't know who that guy it is not tanner mckee i'm sorry maybe it is tanner mckee i don't maybe it is tanner mckee but he can't i just feel like you can't be slow you can't and what it built to me, everyone was always hung up on Jimmy Garoppolo's quick release, man. That's what's more important is quick feet. Joe Montana had quick feet. Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, Bill Walsh was always about the feet of a quarterback, and I think he's, I think he's one hundred percent correct on that. Go back and watch Jeff Garcia's highlights. That dude was out of the pocket, hella fast, yeah. hella fast when he needed to be. He was I'm quick. not going to argue with Bill Walsh. That's for that's sure. the way. It, for, yeah. for damn sure. Shout out to Bill Walsh. 209er says, uh, if they trade Trey, I'll be pissed. Royally pissed. Royally. 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 
<laughs> Dwood seventy three hundred says Trey is a, is better a better off schedule runner than a design runner. Trey can be dynamic if Kyle cut him loose. Agreed. Yeah, I, I the way so. I look with Trey is like he's not. He's the exact opposite of Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a lot of fun, and he might end up being a great quarterback. But with him, it's like you're trying to rein him in. It's like, all right, dude, you're doing a little too much. Let's check it down. You know, let's 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 complete the the slant. All the little tiny little things are the things you're working on with Justin Fields. Like with Trey, like he wants to check it down. He wants to hold it. You know, he wants to step up in the pocket. It's like with Trey, it's like, man, go be an athlete. Go improv. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the way I look at it with him. Like, stop trying to please your coach so damn much. Go out and be the best athlete on the field. Here's something I've been thinking about over this last weekend, Grant. Yeah. One thing I think is wrong with Trey Lance is he is too much of a pleaser. People pleaser. He, he wants his team to like him. He wants his coach yep. to like him. Like, excuse me. Excuse they me. They won't like you. They're not going to like that you. shit. Fuck, Fuck that, that shit. shit. You know you, what I mean? you, You're not going to get people to like you by being like, please like me. Please like me. Please like yeah. me. Yeah. Go you got to do what you got to do what Purdy did and say, yeah. "Hey, shut up!" And people will be like, "All cut right." Cut and actually, hold on. Look at it this way too, Trey. It's possible they're never gonna like you. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's their friend. You you were brought in to replace their friend. They might always hate you. Nothing you can do about that. Go and play in spite of them. Yeah. yeah. Pick yourself up when you when you get sacked. Don't count on them to have your back, but still play well in spite of them. And look them in the eye after you make a throw and be like, "How you like that, baby?" Yeah. Get a chip on your shoulder, man. Thank you. you. Know? Get a yeah. chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's let's go through. Here's the way I look at it. The Niners have six positions that are probably going to have new starters next year. Yeah. So with free agency around the corner, let's go through each position. And I'm going to ask you, will the Niners address this in free agency, in the draft, mm-hmm. internally, or a combination? Okay. Starting with... Free safety, incumbent starter to Sean Gibson, free agent. Jimmy Ward, free agent. And usually if the Niners haven't signed one of their free agents by now, they get away. They usually don't enter bidding wars for their own guys after free agency starts. So if those two leave, do you think the Niners will address the free agent, the free safety position internally through free agency or through the draft? So here's what I want the 49ers to do at free safety, and then I'll tell you what I think they do at free safety. What I want them to do is spend – they're going to spend somewhere. Spend it on Jimmy Ward. He's worth it. He's a veteran. He's the oldest player on the team, like longest tenured player on the team. He's a leader. He's a dog. Like he is the guy. If you're going to go re-sign somebody, sign Jimmy Ward, and then you can also pick one up fifth round, sixth round. What I think they're going to do – it's probably re-signed to Sean Gibson on a short-term contract and then draft a rookie. I want them to get Jimmy Ward. I think that would bring a – you guys are after the Super Bowl. You want to make the Super Bowl run. To me, Jimmy Ward is a vital part of that on the defensive side. If I'm spending money on a free agent this year, it's Jimmy Ward. That's what I want them to do. I think they're probably going to go after Gibson because he's going to be cheaper and they'll probably mm-hmm. grab another rookie in the draft. They should definitely grab a rookie in the later rounds. I have a feeling both Ward and Gibson are going to leave. I think Gibson is going to cash in. Like his agent, if he's doing his job, can point yeah. to his numbers and be like, "Dude, my my client had a better year than Talanoa. He just didn't have the marketing or whatever. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have Troy Polamalu saying he's great, but yeah. he actually was better than Talanoa. So he should be getting a multi year deal to start. And I wouldn't be surprised if he went somewhere like Houston with D'Amico, uh, Jimmy Ward." 
I, I just feel like, yeah, he'd be great. But I still think he can get good money. And the Niners seem like they don't have any money marked for this position. They got Steve Wilkes coming in. He is a DB guru. I think he's going to want to draft a position. I think he's going to want to draft uh, a safety. And I think the Niners have kind of shown that they have a new prototype of safety. Look what they did with Talanoa. Gibson had a similar skill set. They don't really seem to care about straight line speed at safety. They're playing a lot of split safety anyway. As long as you run a 4-6, a 4-6-5, what they want is like, you know, fluidity in the middle of in the open field and explosion and instincts and ball skills. I think if you're looking for safeties who fill that criteria and run a 4-6, 4-6-5, there's guys. There's they should probably be able to – there's tons of them. Yeah. So, I mean – you got to wait until the pro day results come in and see who really has those like sub seven three cone drills. But all you got to do is find a guy who like had some success in college and it's like 200 pounds and run a seven, you know, seven sub seven three cone and it picked off some passes and is a good tackler. Man, I'm sure there's 15 of those guys. I yeah. bet you they draft one. I think, I think they're going to draft one either way. <clears throat> Excuse me. No matter whether they get another safety and free agency, whether it's Gibson, Ward, somebody else. They might do one of those things, but they're also, no matter what, the 49ers are going to draft a safety. I'm, well, they I'm, also have George Odom, uh, who they signed to be a special teamer, but he got some reps at free at safety last year. And I, didn't he pick off a pass? I mean, he wasn't bad. They, they might yeah. give him – what they could do is give him a look and draft a guy and say, you know what, we don't have to spend $8 million a year on a safety. Although, in, retro, in, in, in the future, safety is an interesting position because kind of like tight end – it's important, but underpaid, yeah. you know, like is safety less important than corner? I don't know, but they're cheaper. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, if you notice the chiefs last year, they're like, look, Traverius Ward, hell of a player, but we're not going to spend whatever, $17 million a year on you. Yeah. We're going to go sign Justin Reed for significantly cheaper. Yeah. And is he a, a worse player than Traverius Ward? I don't know. He's really good, but he's a safety. Yeah. So yeah. good position to invest in. Either way. I think they're drafting one fifth round, maybe. Something like that. Like kind of Seems like, like a out. good round to draft one considering you just got Talanoa Funga there and he's a all pro. Again, doesn't have to be fast, but you want 10-yard split, uh, uh, vertical, um, three-cone. All that stuff has to be off the charts. And I think you're looking for a guy who's – I think another thing the Niners didn't want with Jimmy Ward is they wanted someone bigger. Gibson's 206. <laughs> I think they want someone who's a little bit bigger. But I think what's also interesting about the, the modernization of the NFL, defense is just becoming like a bunch of safeties on defense, if you think about it. Hmm. You, got, you got the safeties, and then you got like jumbo safety. Like linebackers aren't linebackers anymore. They're like 215, 220. So you got the jumbo right. safeties up front. Yeah. Then you got like the, the hybrid nickel safety at nickel. I mean, they're a, pretty soon you're just going to have seven safeties and four D linemen on the field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Jimmy Ward is a dog. Love Jimmy Ward. I just think that he shouldn't sell himself short and he go get, he should go get one more payday because I, I think there's like going to the be a team like the, Baltimore who wants I feel him. Like, and we're going to get to the other, other open positions, but I feel like a lot of those other open positions you either can or have to get in draft. You got You have some money to spend in free agency. Why not fucking Jimmy Ward, man? I love – I think he's just the leader. I don't know how team. much – I don't know how much. Let's think about it, though. They, they're going to restructure some contracts, uh, but – they're gonna extend Bosa. They they're gonna. What else do they got? I mean, well, they Bosa gotta, should make have, it cheaper though, right? If they extend them, doesn't that make it cheaper for them a little bit? Perhaps it's possible. Um, 
but there's six positions we got to address. So they could sign Jimmy Ward, but that means you can't sign a right tackle or a center or a defense. You know what I mean? Like we're talking free safety, but we also got strong side linebacker, defensive end, center, right tackle, D tackle. So it could be Jimmy Ward, but he's like a 31 year old DB. You might forget Emmanuel. What about Emmanuel Mosley? Some people want him to come back. I don't think he's coming back. I, I don't think he's coming back. I would like to get him, but I don't know if they can do it. If they bring back Ward, I, I don't know. That's tough. Bosa said Mosley's coming back, but then at the Combine, um, Lynch was talking about Diamador Lenore like he's the next All-Pro, so I'm thinking they're going to stick with Lenore. And they got Womack, but they still need another corner, so I imagine they're going to draft one later on in, in this draft so. also. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Yeah. If Tavarius didn't get hurt, he would be next up 4-3 speed. See, I think the Niners feel like they learned something from the Tavarius Moore experiment. It didn't work with him. He was a 4-3 guy that they felt like, you know what, let's just get some range. Like That's the last thing they value in safeties now. They play split safeties. They don't care about single high stuff. They care about instincts and fluidity and tackling. Like mm-hmm. Tavarius Moore couldn't tackle. That's yeah. a big problem if you're the last line of defense. You can't play. Yeah. You can play. So these guys, these safeties who run fast, the Niners just put them on special teams now. George Odom runs a 4-4. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the secondary tackles like Jimmy. No, no, no. No, they do not. Jimmy is a legendary tackler. Yeah. Moving on. Aziz Alshair most likely going to leave. He was a really good player. Their Niners going to need a new starter at that position. Will they address this internally, in free agency, or in the draft? McCrary ball, man. That's that's your guy right there internally. I think that's what they're gonna that's how they're gonna approach it. I don't think there's any question. That's what I see happening. Aziz is gone. Probably gonna go to Houston, I'm guessing. Um mm. McCrary ball. That's the guy I I would have already penciled in for that position. Yeah, I, he's gonna be he's gonna get an, an opportunity. I feel like the first opportunity will go to Oren Burks since then he's making like three million dollars this year. And but I mean, he's more of a special teams guy. And I think if he doesn't excel, which I don't expect him to, yeah, he's on his second team, then McCrary Ball will come in. He looked really good in training camp. He looked really good in preseason. Yeah, that And the Niners are so good at drafting, not even drafting, but developing undrafted free agent linebackers, as Aziz Al-Shair was. I would fully expect him to be able to do it again. That guy seems like the next man up. Yeah, I think that's why they're, you know, okay. I mean, obviously it's expensive to, to resign to get Aziz, but I think the reason why they're so comfortable with it is because I think in their head, McCrary Ball is already penciled in as that guy. Yeah, and Aziz, it seems like he's played so well that he's now earned a promotion into yeah. like a you know a weak side. No, a, a middle. He's a middle linebacker. Yeah. When, when Fred Warner's out, he played. He's going to go be a Mike line, a starting Mike linebacker somewhere else, and he could end up being a Pro Bowler. Uh, the Niners can't afford to put play him as Sam anymore because that's like. 30% of the snaps. You're not even on the field that much. Right. So, yeah. Good for Aziz. I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he was if he went to Houston it was Tamiko's mic. Yeah. I think I think Tamiko's going to grab a few guys and that's one that's one of the main ones to me that I think is like I could almost guarantee it, you know. Houston or the Jets. Yeah. Houston or the Jets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, McCrary Ball, I like that one. Defensive end, Charles Amenihu and well for really Samson Ebukam is a going to be a free agent and most likely won't come back he's mm-hmm. a really good player D'Amico Ryan's called him the Niners best edge setter like a better run defender than Nick Bosa and I believe it. he's really good at that not really the pass rusher the Niners need also he's expensive 
what do you expect the Niners to do here? Internal replacement or draft or free agency? I, I think they're going to probably approach it all three. They'll probably grab somebody cheap and revive them in the free agency. They're probably going they to. They tend to do that, right? Yeah. They, they tend do. to do that. Yeah, I, I, I see yeah. them doing that. And then also Drake Jackson. I'm hope, I know they're hoping he takes a big step up, that he lives in the weight room this offseason. Um, and then draft a guy later around or at some at some point draft an edge 49ers always got to draft an edge right so i think at some point they're going to draft an edge in this and so i think all three is the way they approach the dn position yeah i mean it's got to be drake jackson you you drafted him in round two last year you essentially kind of redshirted him because he wasn't strong enough but you took him over some you know like you could have had cam jurgens last year who the eagles took and that's their center of the future yeah. That's a guy who's going to be playing 100% of the snaps for the Eagles. You took a situational pass rusher. And the way I look at Drake Jackson is, I don't know that he's ever going to be a starter. Like, he's not good against the run. And, but yeah. that was the book on him. Go go read his NFL draft profile. It's like, yeah, he's really a liability against the run. Okay, fine. But you drafted him to rush the quarterback. So it seems like you could probably find a base D end who can set the edge. You can find guys like that. You could draft guys like that. It's not expensive. But Drake Jackson needs to be on the field on third downs. And I fully expect him to. I mean, they seem to know what they're looking at. They have Chris Kasarek that should be able to work with a, a year of him in the in, in the weight room. I think that's all it boils down to. I mean, just based on everything everyone was saying about him, all the coaches, it's just a, a weight room thing, just a power thing. He just needs to find his ideal weight. I know at USC he was all over the place weight-wise. They used him a million different ways. So he's just got to find out what his NFL body looks like and just live in a weight room, put on muscle. He just needs to be solid muscle. You know, whatever that weight is. Aaron is Banks did it. Yeah. Aaron Banks did it. Yeah. I mean, I, I essentially, Aaron Banks was a second round pick who they redshirted. He remade his body, ended up being a legit. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great player, but he's a legit starter. Uh, yeah. And we were all wondering, what are they going to do at left guard? Well, boom. Drake Jackson needs to be the Aaron Banks of this year's team. Yeah. And I think he, I think he could be. I mean, when he was in, he flashed. Uh, you know, how many tip passes did he have when he, he I probably agree. had to have the highest ratio of, you know, <laughs> downs. And tip passes. He was tipping everything. So uh, I really think Drake Jackson lives in the weight room. Maybe go live with Nick Bosa during the offseason. Figure out what he's doing. Do that. And I think he'll be okay. Also, he's n- he's never going to get chipped. Ever. Yeah. It's always going to be Bosa. He's going to get one-on-ones for days. He's going to be going against, you know, right tackles and stuff. I think yeah. he's got he's got to be really important. they they got to count on him. One more on defense, though. I don't think the Niners can count on Javon Kinlaw to just be a penciled-in starter. I think they got to look at him as anything they get from him moving forward is gravy. And they have to have as bonus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have to have a plan for starting defensive tackle next to Eric Armstead mm-hmm. in case it's not Javon Kinlaw. So yeah. do you think they have that guy on their roster? Are they getting him in free agency or the draft? To me, this this position for me because i i do believe in drake jackson and i do believe in the 49ers ability to grab cheap free agents the defensive tackle position is the bigger concern for me that's what i want to see them focus on over the edge this year now kalia davis could be that guy for for the 49ers he could Mm -hmm. take that step up and be that guy but i also think they're going to need to to draft one as well if if not find one in free agency but it seems like to me that's a position that they're going to need to approach in the draft in order to find a talented, talented guy if Kalia Davis isn't the man. At the same time, though, doesn't it seems to me like if there's one position where you could get a quality, grown man, solid, proven player for cheap, 
It's nose tackle. You know what I mean? Yeah. A guy who's like not a pass rusher, but you know he's going to give you 15, 16, 17 games, stop the run, and be yeah. what you wanted. Ken Law to be. Or, yeah. or not what you want. Can you want a King Law to be Buckner? But be, be what DJ Jones was. I think you can find that guy. Usually players in their 30s can still do it. Um, to me, the thing is with Kinlaw, it was the 49ers front office's fault. Like you knew he had a medical red flag and you took him anyway. And then the next guy you took is Kalia Davis, who is a medical red shirt. Like maybe the next guy you bring in a D tackle should not have any of those issues. Like that was never Javon's issue. It was yours. Yeah. It was your calculated risk that you took with yeah. the 14th pick when Tristan Wirfs and Justin Jefferson were on the board. Generational players who didn't have injury issues and you did this because you had a need. You're drafting for need. It was never Javon's fault. Yeah. That was a risk you didn't need to take. So don't do that anymore. Bring in someone who's just dependable. Let's do that at every position. How about every position? You don't draft yeah. guys with injury history. Like that the only one I would I would consider this year is Hendon Hooker because he's a quarterback and you can get him in round three. Um, but otherwise, not at, not in the top fifteen no. on a on an interior defensive lineman. Yeah. No, find somebody else. Yeah. Find don't somebody else. So yeah. I I do think this is a position that they could probably they could draft this guy. They could get this in round five or six and get an immediate impact player because a guy, teams aren't looking for run-plugging defensive linemen, but yeah. the Niners are. Yeah, The Niners are, absolutely. And maybe Cleo Davis can be that guy. Who knows? But I do think the Niners, one of their things is they have a really tough time admitting their mistakes. And, you know, if they trade up for a defensive tackle in round two to really handle this position, it's them, you know, implying implicitly stating that they made a mistake with Kinlaw. That's not how they do business. I have a feeling they'll give Kinlaw another chance next year and draft someone late, sign someone on the cheap, or just have Kalia Davis be the uh, competition, which yeah. to me, again, is a little risky. little risky. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. John B says, Grant and Ryan, you both have great content. Can we agree that no quarterback can be labeled a bust after only three full games in two seasons? Trey just needs reps. I would Apple. have to agree. First of all, I agree, and I want to let you know you have great music, John B. So thank yeah. you, John B. Yeah. I also like if you if you compare his first four starts to any other quarterbacks. I mean, you could make a case that his first four starts were more successful and promising than many quarterbacks who went on to be great. I mean, they are, and the, the funny thing is, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, it's really just one true, like if you include context, no monsoon. No broken finger, 16 runs, nine design run plays, one actual game sample size, which was the Houston Texans game. That's the only legit start he had. Like, really. It's it's fair to say that we really haven't even glimpsed his career yet. Right. Oh, I got two more positions that the Niners need starters at, and these are now on offense. Okay. I think the Niners need a starting center. Jake Brendel was actually surprisingly good. He, you got to give the Niners credit. We hadn't heard of him. He was an undrafted free agent. He was hanging around on the bench on practice squads. All of a sudden, the Niners turned him to turned him into a 17 game starter and a Pro Bowl alternate. That is legendary. And yeah. now, I, I think he's deserves to cash in. So he's probably looked at as a quality starter. And he's, he might just get a a multi year deal. I don't see the Niners giving it to him. And and if they do, God love them. But if they don't, how do you think they're going to replace him? Internally, draft, free agency. So here's one of the – Jimmy Ward and Jake Brindle are the two guys that I would spend money on. I feel like Jake Brindle 
is can play any position on the line. He could play center, guard. He could play right tackle if they had to. I want them to re-sign Jake Brendel. And not necessarily to be the starting center next year. Maybe it's Nick, Nick Sakella. Maybe it's Sam Poe. I don't know. I'll but, tell you right now, Jake Brendel's a way better athlete than, than Zakel. Nothing against Poe, but yeah. Poe's six feet tall. Yeah, I mean, I know that they plan on developing one of those guys. Maybe they draft a center. But I think, to me, if you're going to spend on the offensive side, you spend it on Jake Brendel. That, that's what I would do. He's a better player than McGlinchey. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, if they re-sign Jake Brendel, I wouldn't be against it. I think he's a solid, a solid center. But yeah. I don't know that they have the money for it. I mean, maybe they, maybe they do. If they yeah. don't, I think that they could draft a center. It feels like at, at pick 99, there could be a couple guys who probably could be plug and play and might even be upgrades over Jake Brendel. I'm thinking um, Luke Whippler I'm gonna, out I'm of gonna, Ohio uh, State. They have great centers in this draft, but I'm going to make an argument here on the next position to why I want to get Brendel. Because oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, to me, like, maybe a hold off. But I know the center position is really important. But the next position we're going to be talking about to me is the most important need for the 49ers this year. And that's why I don't the want to spend is, my first if, if the If the Niners change their philosophy and say, you know what, we don't spend enough on our offensive line. Because historically, since Lynch has been here, they've mm-hmm. spent 15% of their cap roughly on offensive line and 20% on their defensive line. Mm-hmm. Other teams spend up to 25%. I mean, Philly, Detroit, those those are like really expensive de- offensive lines. And the Niners aren't yeah. in that stratosphere. Maybe the Niners are like, you know what, we got to change our whole approach and spend more. If that's the case, then yeah, they'll, they'll sign Brendel. They could go sign a starting right tackle. Yeah. But if they don't, man, if you only allocate 15% of your, off- of your cap to the offensive line and you're spending like 11 to 12% of that on Trent Williams, yeah. then you can't sign anyone else. It's all guys on rookie deals. Yeah. So if that's the case, then Brendel, goodbye. McGlinchey, yeah. goodbye. Brunskill, and it's all guys that they draft. So that, I, I think they're going to – they drafted two last year, mm-hmm. Burford and Zakel. They could draft two more this year. They could be drafting two every year just because they can't afford to spend on it anymore, which is too bad. You know, if they're going to bring, if they're going to draft a center, I would prefer it to be. I'll, I'm so excited for the next position, Grant, because here's what I feel like. I feel like they have to do like the, You got Trent Williams. You got Aaron Banks. Solid, solid shit. If you resign Brindle, you're solid at center, and you got two guys that maybe can compete to work up to compete with Brindle. Like a Poe or a or a Zakels. I don't know why everyone loves Zakels so much. I didn't see anything. I don't. Zichels. I'm sorry. He, he's him. not that. A, he's, like he was a left tackle. He's never yeah. played center, and he's not a premium athlete. The centers I like in this draft are there's three, and I think the Niners yeah. could draft all of them. Luke Whipler from Ohio State, Olu Oluwatimi from Michigan, and Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas. Uh, Luke Whipler just destroyed the combine. He was the fastest center there. I think he'd be a hell of a player. Ricky Stromberg didn't run. Uh, he didn't do the, the shuttle stuff, but he's good too. Look for his pro day, and Oluwatimi from Michigan didn't run. Uh, he was slow, but he didn't do the, the shuttle stuff. Look for him. Whipler from Ohio State, I think he'd be there at 99. I think he'd be a hell of a, hell of a player. Whipler. And it's possible because, okay, <clears throat> I'm okay with them drafting a center at 99 because my plan is a little different. Let's talk about- Let's talk about right tackle. Let's talk about right tackle. You want to do that? I'm really excited. This is the position I've been like, just, yes. 
trade two thirds and a next year third or and go after your starting right tackle in this draft. If you look at free agency, who's the best free agent available at right tackle? Mike McGlinch. Caleb McGarry. Well, okay. Oh yeah, McGlinch. He's gonna get the most money. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't want to spend money on Mike McGlinchey. And if if he if Mike McGlinchey is a top ranked right tackle, obviously we're not gonna spend that much money on Mike McGlinchey. That's that's not gonna happen. So what are we gonna take off a knockoff, a step down from Mike McGlinchey in free agency? That's ridiculous to me. The way the 49ers need to approach this is by trading three, I don't care, two this year, one next year. They have 11 draft picks. They're not going to sign 11 picks. Trade two of them, one next year, because you're probably going to have a comp pick next year for something, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody like that. Go after a, 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 a for sure starting right tackle year one, uh, a, a right or not a right. Um, what's his name? Damn it. Uh, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. Go Darnell Wright. That's exactly what I was gonna say, man. If you, go, he's go a really good right. He's yes. three hundred and thirty pounds. He ran a five flat. He's hella good. Yes. But the thing about these tackles to me, like any tackle who's looked at as good, is a first round pick. If he well, falls to the third and they can trade up or whatever, or they can get in second. position, I, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I, I, because you need a plug and play starter at right tackle who's not. They don't have one. It's not. Spencer yeah. Burford. It's not Jalen Moore. It's not Colton McKivitz. Yeah. It's not. It's not Tom Compton. Yeah. Although can, it might be Tom Compton. And there's two ways to invest into. No, it better not be Compton. There's two it ways might, to invest. Yeah, yeah. Is is you know money, capital, or draft capital. Spend. Yeah. You have 11 draft picks. You're not going to sign 11 players from the rookie class. Trade two this year, one next year. Move up. Go get Darnell Wright. That's a for sure starting right tackle who's an upgrade over Mike McGlinchey. That is absolutely what I'm going to be begging Jed York and John Lynch to do. Not that they're going to listen to me, but that's the plan, man. That's what they got to do. I like it. I think it's great. I think the Niners, I think they want to have a premium right tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they spent a top 10 pick on Mike McGlinchey. They thought he would be a lot. They thought he would be special. Go back and listen to what John Lynch said when they drafted him. They called him like a badass. It's like, mm, no. <laughs> no, he's a really nice guy, actually. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to have premium bookend tackles. You got a great left tackle. They can get – I don't think they want to just go a whole season with Tom Compton or Colton McKivitz. They were always in denial. They always tried to pretend that McGlinchey was better than he, than he was. But now is their opportunity to go get an actual difference maker. And I think – if they had to choose, would they rather have that at right tackle or center? They'd probably say right tackle, and I get that. But I think you could probably get both. You should you, probably you, find, find a way to get both. You might because the best teams in the league have both. Yeah, if you, if you have three yeah. threes, right? You trade two of them. You go up and get a Darnell Wright. I think you might be able to get him in the early second round. I think he yep. still might be there. If you yep. can get Darnell Wright and then draft a center with your 99-100-101, there you go. Boom. Now you're in business. And, and it's cheap and it's good. It's it's an upgrade over what you got, and it's cheaper than what you got. They're all be on rookie I like deals. That. That's what you got. I do. like that. To me, I mean, I think that's you shouldn't be drafting other positions until you have your O line and D line and quarterback squared away. So those are the three most important positions. Yeah, it's and the hardest ones to find. They're all important, but it's really hard to find quarterbacks. It's yeah. really hard to find big dudes who are athletic. You yeah. got to have those positions squared away because if you're weak at any – I mean, honestly, the Niners' weakness at D-tackle last year down the stretch made him real susceptible to teams like Philly who have these all-pro yeah. centers yeah. or Kansas City. Yeah. So you got to be 
solid on the on the trenches, you got to be set there. And the Niners really aren't. The o- They're not at the O line specifically. The most important position to me is the edge, the, the tackles. Right, your left tackle, your weak side. If you're a right-handed quarterback, but then after that, it's the right tackle. You know, maybe center, yeah. but right tackle. You gotta get that edge. But, 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 the- but as you know, as a coach, you, a lot of times in in a lot of different sports, people say you gotta be solid up the middle. If you're not yeah. solid up the middle, yeah. you got you can't be weak at center. You cannot be weak at center. You can't just be like we got Nick Sakel. We'll give it a shot. What if he's weak? Your the whole thing falls apart. That's true. No, I'm, I'm not. You know, it's the whole line. It's the whole line. But but it's if true. you're an edge rusher like Nick Bosa who moves around, are you going to rush against Trent Williams or are you just going to go around the <laughs> Mike McGlinchey side, right? So, yep. or freaking whoever's there, Colt McKivitz, right? So, they got to tell you, man, if they do this, I'll be, this will be like the success of the offseason for the 49ers to me. Yeah, go they got to find a way. And I think if, they, if they're really planning on going with Colt McKivitz at right tackle next year, they're not a serious team. I'm sorry. Right. You yeah. can't be mediocre at so many spots on the offensive line. You, it's got to be a position of strength. It's so important. I feel like, Grant, I feel like if they re-sign Jimmy Ward, they re-sign Jake Brindle, and if they draft a Darnell Wright type of right tackle, they just upgraded and they made themselves competitors. I really think that's key. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, I've, I, I don't mind if they let Emmanuel Mosley go. Hell of a player, but... They've already spent a lot on their defense and cornerback. And he's coming off a torn ACL. Yeah. And offense is more important. And the trenches are more important. So yeah. you gotta spend you gotta spend your resources on offensive line. They gotta find a D tackle. Yeah. They gotta find another D tackle, someone they can depend on. That should be easy. I mean, how many dudes? Here's an example. Down the stretch last year, the Niners traded for McCaffrey, which is great. Running back. Yeah. It was a splashy, sexy move. They could have signed Indomitian Sue too. He was out there. Eagles signed him. Yeah. A, he would have been f- perfect for the 49ers. Great. They could go guy. They could I don't they could they could sign Indomitian Sue this offseason. Someone yeah. like that. Do yeah. that. Yeah. Do yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. They gotta do yeah. it, man. That's the plan. Got to. Justin Morrison says, I'm an Iowa State guy. David Montgomery is a free agent. Money aside, does he fit this offense? Rough back with great hands, Swiss Army knife. I never liked David Montgomery. No disrespect. Hmm. But I always thought that whenever they gave him the ball in Chicago, you're doing the other team a favor and that he was kind of not elusive. And I think that Khalil Herbert is way better than him. And uh, I wouldn't give any money for David Montgomery. Hmm. But he did play college ball with Purdy for like a minute, I think. I didn't Not like familiar. him. Also, they, they had Brees Hall this last year from Iowa State who looked good in college but then got hurt immediately. That's the problem with drafting running backs. It's almost like a ticking time bomb. It's like, man, this, this guy could get hurt immediately. Like, Do you really want to spend a second-round pick on this guy? Like, you have no idea. He get hurt immediately. The, good luck. Don't draft a running back anywhere above the sixth or seventh round or UDFA. Yeah. Eh, it'll be interesting. The one thing that's – last topic before we go is uh, – I was doing nothing yesterday, and I was trying to think a lot about like a mock off season for the Eagles, mm-hmm. because it's like the Eagles and the Niners are in an arms race, and I'm always kind of looking at what's what are the Eagles going to do because they make aggressive moves. They have two first round picks. They have the tenth pick, the thirtieth pick, and the sixty like the sixtieth pick. Niners don't have anything like this, so they're going to be retooling. I mean, they're going to get a running back. That's going to be interesting to me. They're going to draft the running back probably with their second round pick. They're going to end up with. 
Zach Charbonnet or Devin Achain, I forget how to pronounce his name from Texas. They're going to have a retooled team. It's going to be interesting to see what they do because really Jalen Hurts is the only running back I'm worried about on that team right now. They need, yeah. they don't have their Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. The 49ers are all, I mean, Jordan Mason, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, if they're all healthy, they have good running backs. The Eagles don't. Yeah. They have Kenneth Gainwell, who's yeah. Dees. Yeah. Yeah. Dees plus. Yeah, that, that, that would be a move for the Eagles. They definitely need They got to take a running back, but they also need um, – they could always go trenches. They need a cornerback, but that's they the team that's going to take a running guys back. too, right? They did. They lost a bunch. They're going to lose Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, but they drafted yeah. a D-tackle last year, Jordan Davis. I don't know. Team to keep an eye on. They signed Trey Sermon last year, which lets you know how desperate they are for running backs. Maybe they'll take Jordan Mason if the Niners cut him. Better not. <laughs> It better not. I forgot we had <laughs> GP still too. I wonder what he's going to develop into. Let's see. Uh, he's going to get cut. <laughs> oh man, he's going to check the Trey Sermon path, huh? How is he not getting cut? If Elijah Mitchell's healthy and Christian McCaffrey's healthy, you're going to keep a fourth running back. Just keep no. They're going to get the Trey Sermon treatment. Mm. Yeah. Or they could trade him. They could try to trade him. Like they did Sermon. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw it with Ty Davis. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway. Thanks for watching the show, everyone. Uh, if you don't subscribe to Ryan already, make sure you subscribe to Ryan after the show because I was checking. He, only, he, he has fewer than 3,000 subscri subscribers, which means some of you guys aren't subscribing to his channel, which is just off-putting. Yeah. What are you doing? Do it right now. Ryan, thank you very much. What you got going on the rest of the week? Me and oh, well, you. I got, I got a fellow by the name of Grant Cohn coming on tomorrow. Larry Kruger. David uh, Lichty will be on, and then we do a show on Friday. I always have great guests. Like, I really have great guests. So please come subscribe. I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. I'll be back um, later today. I'll be doing a bunch of shows. I, I don't have a schedule yet, though, but I'll be here. Keep you on your toes. See you. <laughs>